Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Every year, I'm like, this is the year I'm going to learn how to do eyeshadow. And then every year, I don't. I really feel like the only necessity is eyebrows. The rest of it is bells and whistles. But I want to have sparkly eyeshadow like well, you. Then you just, just the fingers and then you I don't have just much sp- eyelid. Sp- oh. It's so complicated. Um, you know, I really am thankful that you're here to inspire me with eyeshadow tips. But, of course, we are not here to talk about eyeshadow or really any makeup. Oh. Ebony, do you know what we're here to talk about? Um, cats? Let's talk about cats. Cats. Let's talk about cats. Of course, it is another episode of Let's Talk About Cats. I'm noted cat lady Mary Phillips Sandy. My cat is Grendel, and she is having a dental emergency right now. She needs to go in and get her teeth cleaned. That's very stressful to me right now. Luckily, I am here with someone wonderful who's going to take my mind off of all of that. It's Ebony Hogan. And Ebony, you are a poet, a playwright, an arts educator, an embroidery artist, a mom, but most importantly... You have a cat. Django. Django. Mm -hmm. Can you start us off by telling us Django's five-word memoir? Touch healer, possible cult leader. Wow. I went for like the Barbara Walters interview special Yeah, that's that's the teaser. Mm -hmm. I I want Mm -hmm. to know more. And luckily I will know more very soon. time for a segment that we call the cat quiz and in the cat quiz there is a prize at stake there is no time limit but you do need to answer the questions quickly i don't know is never an acceptable answer not in life and not in this cat quiz today's cat quiz ebony hogan how much do you know about arts and cats okay are you ready (sighs) yes i'm ready Question number one. For some classical calligraphers in Asia and the Middle East, cats were not just subjects for art. They also helped make art tools by providing what? Hair. For brushes. You got it right. One right. Okay. Question number two. At the Met here in New York City, there are a couple of 15th century tunics decorated with amazing intricate cat designs. I want to wear them myself. I don't think they'll let me. These tunics are made from cotton and llama or alpaca fibers by artists in which South American country? Peru? Peru, two for two, oh Ebony Hogan. Oh my goodness, right. it's so early and I'm killing it. You are doing okay. great, that cold brew is kicking in. Yes, it is. Okay, question number three. A simple woven fabric originally made in India from unbleached cotton gave its name to which type of cat or cat fur pattern? Calico. Calico, we're three for three. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Okay, this is very oh my exciting. Goodness. Question number four. I'm going to say four names. Three of those names are cat breeds. One is a type of embroidery stitch. I would like you to tell me which of these is not a cat breed, but is an embroidery stitch. Here are the four words. Bombay, Dwelf, Van Dyke, and Highlander. Which of those is an embroidery stitch? Dwelf. I'm so sorry. That is a breed of cat. That is the saddest moment of my life, that the embroidery question. Yes, right. (laughs) You're doing great. 
Last question. What artist who became famous for her vibrant designs of cats adorning purses, mugs, t-shirts, got her start by making jewelry from scrap metal and selling it on the street? Sounds like my grandmother, but your I'm grandmother sure. probably liked this artist. Carol Channing. <laughs> wow. So close. <laughs> I mean, you know, I couldn't I couldn't hit you with the I don't know, so here we are. Very close. The answer is Laurel Birch. Yeah, that's real close. Mm-hmm. Ebony Hogan, you win the cat quiz. Yes, I win. Can you tell the people what I'm handing you? <gasps> oh. Do you recognize this design? It's I a, do. That's Laurel Birch. Oh wow. Open it up. Okay. Yes. Those are rainbow cat embroidery scissors. You give me embroidery scissors and you have my heart forever. I will never leave. We are now going to introduce a new segment that we've never done before on the show, but I'm very excited about it. And we'll see how it goes. You know, that's just how we do things here at Let's Talk About Cats. This segment is called... Is that for my cat? So, Ebony, I have located on the internet two products. One is a toy and one is a snack. You're going to tell me if you think it's designed for cats or for kids. And then we're going to decide if we think our cats and or kids would like the product. Because sometimes it is hard to tell. Okay, so the first thing I found, the Zoomer Hedgies, with a Z, interactive hedgehog. And it comes with lights, sounds, and sensors. Do you think that that toy is for a cat or for a kid? I don't know that my cat would be all that interested in in hedgehogs. Correct. It's a kid's toy. In fact, it comes with a comb so you can comb its fur, which seems a little misleading. Would you comb a hedgehog? Exactly. We're teaching children bad lessons. Mm -hmm. A lot of the online reviews suggest that it's something to give a child who does not have a pet. That is the most depressing thing I've ever heard. Exactly. Why not just get the child a pet? Get them a real hedgehog? Yeah. Or get them a cat? Hello. I feel like my kid would not give a shit about this toy. That makes sense. For Buckley, this would have been for my cat. For Grendel, this is not for my cat. And it sounds like it's not for Django either. Mm -mm. I want to tell you, though, about a snack. It's a party mix. And the flavor is Cheesy Craze Crunch. And the cheesy is, of course, spelled with a Z. I guess Z means that it's fun. Um, It's made with real cheese, including cheddar Swiss and Monterey Jack. And according to the product page, that's what you get with this Cheesapalooza. And I, I think this is now what I will say every time I'm eating cheese which is not often because I'm lactose intolerant. Um, what do you think? For cats or for oh, kids? Oh, man. This is... Jago does it. He's not one of those cats that's, like, wanting to eat people food. Mm-hmm. But then again, my son also doesn't actually eat food. Oh. Do cats eat cheese? Do cats want to eat cheese? I think some of them do, but some kids also do. But then there's so many Zs. It is a cat it treat. It is a cat treat. It is treat. a cat treat, yeah. And apparently some cats are obsessed with cheese. The bag does say, of course, and I should say this for liability reasons, that cheesy craze crunch is not for human consumption. I will say that has never stopped my child from eating things. No. So I guess one of the things that we've learned here, Ebony, is that there is a tremendous business opportunity for toys and snacks that are delicious, safe, and fun for kids and cats. Mm. So busy parents like you and I can just buy one thing, kind of throw it on the ground and let them have at it. That is my dream. If any investors are listening to this, Ebony and I are available for consulting. We can get to work what, like tomorrow? Right now. Right now. I lost my job like yesterday, so we're good. Okay. I'm so sorry to hear it, but I'm also very glad that you can join me in this new enterprise, developing snacks and toys for kids and cats. No poison control necessary. (laughs) 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, it's time for the real reason we're here. Ebony, of course, let's talk about your cat. Please tell me, how did you and Django meet? I've never owned a cat before Django. I don't come from a family of people that own cats. There's like maybe one aunt that had enough cats for the whole family, but I didn't really know anything about cats except for that they apparently like mice. And we had a mouse situation in my apartment when we first moved to Flatbush. So I started hunting around for a cat. I know this is really cruel to say, like I I was not a cat person, but came upon a Craigslist ad for this gorgeous Russian blue. And I was like, that's my cat. They said his name was Django. I was like, well, of course, that's my cat. And uh, he's like my favorite person who's not a person. And did Django actually solve your mouse problem? I could not ask for anything more. The new favorite game is I left you a surprise in your shoe. Oh, no. Yeah. So I have to shake my shoes out every time I'm putting them on in the morning. On a softer note, your Instagram, uh, The Rec Shop, where you post pictures of your embroidery art, which is, I will say, stunning. And as someone who is not visually inclined, I look at that sort of thing and I think, how the fuck does anyone do that? It's incredible. My favorite thing, though, is when you post pictures of Django helping Mm -hmm. with your artwork, uh, indeed using the arts and cats hashtag sometimes. Um, Does he actually assist you with embroidery? uh, And how have you trained him not to destroy fabric art? Yeah, no, he doesn't help at all. Okay. So it's all an illusion on the gram. It's an illusion. I do it for the gram. I started doing embroidery around the same time that I brought Django home. And it was a part of, in addition to, I need to get rid of these mice There was also, I had a really, really stressful job, and I'm naturally a little bit more of a high-strung person. And I realized that I'm coming home every single day from work really, really aggro. I need some sort of hobby that quiets my mind so that I, I can sleep a restful sleep and not be angry every moment of the day. And so I've got this cat who's just like super chill And I've developed this hobby that allows for me to kind of zone out and not really think about anything besides, you know, a couple movements every few seconds. And at first, he would jump up on my lap and is like, oh, how sweet. But then, you know, it's a string. And it came to the point where it was like, buddy, if you want to be a part of this, (laughs) we have to work together. (laughs) So, So he's like an assistant now? He's more of a cheerleader, a quiet cheerleader. cheerleader. I like that. Mm-hmm. All artists need cheerleaders. Yeah. Have you done embroidery art of Django? I tried, and I gave up. 
Oh, no. I gave up. I had designed this totally cliche. It was Django as Django Unchained uh, with the purple suit and frills around the collar. And uh, I realized that it's really, really hard to recreate his coat. Uh, yes, Russian blues have a very she, interesting coat. Yeah, there. it's really hard to recreate. Even if that particular vision can't be realized, which, I mean, it's a, it's an incredible vision. I would love for you to try again, though. I, I can't do it wrong, you know? Yeah. I have to be ready for mm, that. Perfectionist. If I can't get it right with Django, then I might as well just, like, quit. You address gender in your work, I think it's safe to say. And we've talked on this show before about the idea that relationships with cats, the idea of having a relationship with a cat can sometimes be gendered in the cultural mind in a certain way. Um, And I I almost see a similarity between that and the way we look at decorative and textile arts is very different from the way we talk about, say, white guys putting oil paint on canvases, Mm -hmm. right? Is that something that you've thought about consciously? Is that something that informs how you look at both Django and your work? Yeah, it's considered this very feminine art form. I think a lot of what I'm trying to do is put a little bit of grit to it. Mm. Because outside of it being a very feminine art form, it's an art form that like not a lot of people of color, you know, there's not a lot of us yes. out here doing it. Now, embroidery is definitely you're going to find in cultures. Of, Worldwide, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you go on Instagram and it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, white moms who are doing beautiful work, sure. but it's it's a specific aesthetic and mm-hmm. they're doing their type of work and that's not really what I'm into. So I'm trying to take this very classical, feminine, dainty art form and put a little bit of me behind it because mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily yeah I can show up in glittery eyeshadow, but. A lot of it is because I don't necessarily feel all that feminine. Isn't that interesting? I've also been told that I have a masculine energy Mm -hmm. about me, um, and it's often intended not as a compliment. I don't ever know how to take it because Mm -mm. depending on who it's coming from, it's like, you're a cool girl. Right. You're you know? not like you're other not girls. You're not like other girls. I'm like, <laughs> no, nah, I am. I, I, I really am. Yeah, all girls are basically cool. So, And having him around, I find myself in these like soft, gushy moments that I'm not used to. Like I'm, I'm a person that had to learn how to hug people. And so now I've got this cat who I'm not his favorite person. And it breaks my heart that I have to like ask him to give me love which is why he's low-key a cult leader. Like, he's turned people against each other in my household. Who is his favorite person in the house? My partner. He'll go sit on his lap and just kind of look over at me like, you could have this, too. You could if you would just give me the treats. Does Django inspire your poetry, your written work? Poetry, it doesn't do the thing that it used to do for me. How come? The world I was in, performance poetry. Slam poetry. Slam poetry. There's a score put to this, and that feels disgusting, but it's also kind of fun. Well, because you won. You were the woman of the world slam champion. Yeah, but it did keep me stuck in certain places that if I can't afford therapy to work through this, (laughs) I don't have health insurance then I have no business opening up all of these these wounds and then to put it up on stage and somebody's like, seven. Oh. Wow, really? Because, like, that was really hard for me to write. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A seven. I think maybe there's a solution here, which is that slam poetry needs to do away with scoring. 
and add cats. No scores. Just cats. Just cats. I mean, that's not a slam at all. That's well, just a cat cafe with poems. Well, okay. But you know what? I'm here for it. Again, Django mellows me out, and, and he really has his very therapeutic qualities. It doesn't make me want to write poems anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you're too chill. You went too far the other way. Maybe you're that's just like what it so is. you're so zen and chill now because Maybe. you have a cat that you don't have that that inner angst that no. a poet really needs. No. I just carry the angst on the outside for the most part now. If Django were an artist, what medium would he work in or would he be a multidisciplinarian like you are? Oh my goodness, this is such a good question. I love this one. You know what? He has very like sensual qualities. He would be, I feel like he'd be a jazz singer. Oh, wow. Like just, there was a point in time where I started calling him Sinatra. Like he he would be having a Sinatra moment. He'll just walk into a room and just splay himself in the middle of the room. Yes. He's very smooth. He's welcoming. He's like a lounge singer. A lounge singer. Yeah. Wow. It's like, welcome everyone. And he's got the highball and the, the <laughs> cigarette and yeah. Sharp jacket. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just that would be him. He, he doesn't need any other art form. Listen, I would go to that club. Mm-hmm. I would go to that club in a heartbeat. What about his relationship with your with your son? Can we talk about that a little bit? They see each other just in passing. It's odd. Really? Um, Every once in a while, my son will have a moment where he'll go over and sit next to him and pet him. And I'm like, oh, they're bonding. That's really cute. But in general, they're just kind of, they're like roommates that don't, (laughs) you know, like the roommates you had that you found on Craigslist. (laughs) Like, we live together, but I don't even know who you are. Um, My Cat and my son are extremely close. They're only six months apart in age, although I have to pretend that they're the same age because the cat is older and my son is four and three quarters right now. Four and three quarters. Very important. Uh And so when I said something like, you know, well, Grendel is five already, that was a lie down on the floor tantrum. She can't be older than me. Yep. So the cat is also four and three quarters. But I do find that approaching parenting as a cat person is very interesting because in some ways there are similarities. You need to feed them. You need to clean them. You need to haul them to appointments they don't want to go to. Has caring for a cat and caring for a child informed the way you do either? Hmm. In a weird way, I sometimes have more patience with Django than I do with my own child that I birthed out of my body. That could just be due to the fact that Django can't really talk back. Django does something wrong, and sometimes I think he knows exactly what he's done wrong, but you can't really be all that upset. So I really need to switch this over and (laughs) be a little bit more patient with this little person, just allowing for him to make a big mess and not have to hear my mouth. Yes. That's a tough thing to to figure out. That's a tough thing to navigate. Like Django, I don't even know how this is possible, knocked over the entire litter box. Somehow he was able to just dump it. I walked in and I was like, oh, man, Jake, what? Are you see? Are you see? What's going on here, man? And then I go and I get the broom and I clean it up. And then maybe 10 minutes later, my son, so I don't even, I think he dropped like a thing of juice. I'm so angry that I have to clean up all this juice. I just cleaned up a litter box. Like, why am I angry about this juice? He <laughs> he, he didn't mean to do. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to, again, just like chill out. 
you know? Take it down a notch. The cat is not going to put up with me being all angry and moving quickly. And he's just like, this is too much. I'm going to go in the closet. Like, you're crazy, lady. And I just have to learn how to take that energy with me everywhere that I go. And in particular, parenting. Yeah. Like you, I struggle with impatience. And what's funny, you know, like you were saying, we expect cats to do things we don't understand sometimes. And yet we sort of expect these tiny humans who don't literally know anything to, to, to somehow follow our idea of yeah. what makes sense and what's rational. We would never do that to a cat. No. And it's it's and when I realized that I had this tendency to like freak out in other situations, I felt terrible about it. But yeah, parenting is is stressful and having a cat is stressful. But also like, what do you look like yelling at a cat? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? I think the other thing too is that like, one of the things that I personally love about cats is that even the dopiest cat has a degree of autonomy that's very important to its sense of self and to how I relate to that cat. And my son is almost five at that age where there is a great desire for autonomy, Yes, but not all of the skills and tools necessary to actually have the autonomy. Mm-hmm. And so I have to negotiate that in a very, in a way, of course, that will not result in me getting yelled at for either doing too much or doing too little. Um, and of course, this changes with the wind. Um, yes. There's a irregularity and unpredictability to that, that as someone who is a creature of routine, who likes, who gets very anxious about a lot of things all the time, having uh, that complete lack of consistency can be very unsettling. And then I have trouble coping with it. It's anxiety inducing. Because I'm a parent, but I'm also still a person. (laughs) Yes. And a lot of people, again, these are things that, yeah, you can say them, but people might walk away judging me. They won't say it to my face. Right. But I know that there's some certain amount of judgment that may come when you say things like that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I again, I wasn't I wasn't raised in a household where there was like constant hugging and kissing and, and like softness. My parents are, you know, great parents, but that's just not that's not how they were raised. And so I'm not I'm not like other moms. Like I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cool mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> Has to try really hard to cuddle. No, I, I made it my I said I want this child to know what it is to be held and loved and cuddled. And I was very, very successful in that. But as he gets older, yes, he's like, I'm my own person and I have my own ideas and I can do this thing on my own. Except can you can you clip my fingernails? Can you open this (laughs) bottle for me? Can you tie my shoelaces? It's like, why can't you do these things? Didn't you tell me that you already know what you want to be in life and you have all of these things that you don't want to do that I'm telling you to do (laughs) and you also still want to be like held right like a baby like you always you still want to be in my face all the time yes like it's so hard to negotiate all these different things but I wish people were just way more honest about what this is yeah and people who say like I'm going to be real honest about parenting like they never really are like they're honest in sort of a a strategic way in ways that are acceptable in ways that are acceptable acceptable to say oh I'm so tired all the time and sometimes I don't want to be a mom it's like no the reality is that there's days where I just want to lock this door oh yeah there's times where I think about what my life would have been like had I not had a child. Totally. There's times where I'm like, man, I really just want to go out tonight and I have to be here with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
I had this moment the other day where I, I didn't have to use the bathroom, but I went in the bathroom. Oh, man, I love the bathroom. And I locked the door, and both Grendel and my child were sitting outside, clawing at the door. And I just sat there, and Ebony, I just looked at Twitter for like five minutes. I don't know which of them was howling louder, and I just sat there. Oh, beautiful. I just sat there. It was heavenly. It was like a trip what to the a spa. Um, and looking back on my pre-parenting life, I never would have thought that sitting on the edge of a bathtub looking at Twitter for five minutes could feel so restorative. It's While two adorable little creatures were having absolute meltdowns outside. Um, but here we are somehow. Yeah. I forget what life was like to like completely make decisions that are selfish and amazing. I have no concept of what that is. Anytime this child is away from me for longer than a day, I spend like two days where I'm like, this is great. Oh my goodness. And then I just like do all the things I shouldn't do. And then I'm hung over for a week and then he's back. And I realize that my life is actually awful without him. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I'm always like, I want time away from my kid. I miss him. I know you said that your son is not really an animal person right now. Do you think that that might change as he gets older? Do you think that as an adult, he might seek out cats on his own? I wonder. I hope he's super duper sensitive to the point that I worry sometimes. Mm, yep. He definitely could use a nice, calm creature in his life. Just like you. Yes. Yeah. Just like me. My kid recently learned about the idea of death. I don't know where or how. Oh, dear. But so he's been, uh, <laughs> he said to me the other day, it'll be so funny when you die. And I couldn't tell if he, like, what? understood what he was saying or not. But so he's been asking me a lot, like, are you going to die? I'm like, yep. So am I going to die? Yep. Are you going to die before me? Sure hope so, kiddo. And then it makes you think, like, huh, there's going to be a time, hopefully, in this world where my kid exists in the world and I do not. And it made me feel lonely for him in advance, mm. right? And then, <laughs> no joke, I was like, but you know what? I bet he'll have a cat. Because oh, wow. my kid is obsessed with our cat. They're like, you know, siblings. They've grown up together. And, of course, I think about cats all the time because I do this show, and this is sort of where my head is at right now. But, you know, you take what comfort you can get, right, whether it's sitting mm -hmm. on the edge of the bathtub or telling yourself that your kid will be okay when you die because they'll have a cat, whatever it takes to get you through the day. Absolutely. Um, and at first I sort of laughed at myself, but the more I've sat with it, the more I feel really good about it. I think having pets, those conversations sometimes come a little bit earlier than necessary. We have a we have a turtle that we've had for a long time. And what is this turtle's name? His name is Petey Pablo. Petey Pablo. And do Django and Petey Pablo get along? Petey Pablo loves Django. We'll take him out of the tank and let him roam around. And he tends to like hide somewhere for three days in a row. And then I panic when I remember that he's <laughs> still loose in the house. He will follow Django around. Like, Slowly. Oh, just like... <laughs> street harassment style like Django is just trying to get away and Petey is behind him and turtles can go really fast actually. oh really oh my goodness they're fast okay surprisingly fast if they want to be so he's running okay and all you hear is a little click clack of his paws or paws turtles don't have <laughs> paws. paws it's like well it's is something going to eat Petey? Will Django eat Petey? I'm like, no, Django's not going to eat Petey. Django's full of mice. Django's yeah. fine. Django's okay also Petey has a shell and he's not Stupid, yeah. like. <laughs> Ebony, you said that you weren't raised uh, with cats. 
do you consider yourself a cat person now? I'm mostly a Django person. I do notice people's cats more now. Like, I definitely would walk into homes before and, mm, that's a cat. I see it. But now I'm more, more likely to go up and be in your cat's space and want to know all about it. I am a cat person now. Yeah, I definitely am at parties talking to people's cat. Oh, man, I'm a yeah. cat person. This, that, that's why I started the show is because I kept being uh, really boring at parties. Yeah. I would just be like, it happened. tell me about your cat. And finally someone was like, I'm not inviting you next time. I think you should start a podcast. <laughs> um, Ebony, what would you like to say to Django listening at home? Stop clawing the couch? Yeah. A good message. Uh, mm-hmm. I will reinforce that. Django, please mm-hmm. stop clawing the couch. Uh, it is time for our shout-outs, and today our shout-out goes to Agatha, Saul, and Zoe in Portland. Uh, I hear that you three enjoy watching squirrels through the window and napping on clean laundry. That sounds like a lovely life. Agatha, Saul, and Zoe, thank you so much for listening. And, of course, if you have a cat who deserves a shout-out, please email us, shouts at letstalkaboutcats.com. Tell me your cat's name, where they live, and any message you would like included. You'll hear it at the end of an upcoming episode. Ebony Hogan, how can people find you online and keep up with your art, your work, your life, your cat? I'm mostly on Instagram at Ebony Hogan, E-B-O-N-I-H-O-G-A-N. And then if you want to see me and Django whip some things up in the rec shop, that is at the underscore rec shop. W-R-E-C-K-S-H-O-P. And of course, we'll put links to those things on the show notes so you can go there to find out more about Ebony and her work and this episode in general. And of course, that's at letstalkaboutcats.com. And you can follow us on social media. We're at L-T-A-C-P-O-D. That's at LTACPOD everywhere. And while you're at it, tell a friend if you liked this show. Tell them to listen if you have a friend who does art or has a kid or has a cat or likes any of those things. Tell them to subscribe because I think they'll like it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am Mary. My cat is Grendel. Our producer is the crafty Lizzie Jacobs. Our theme song is by Poingley with additional music by The English Muffins. And our show logo was created by Julia Emiliani. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. I'll talk to you again soon about cats. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.